Welcome to Lipstick Attitude, hosted by Dr. Elizabeth King, psychotherapist, hypnotherapist, author, and motivational speaker, specializing in trauma and women's mental health, and Yvonne Haas, psychotherapist and coach specializing in relationships, couples, and women's issues. This show is your dose of inspiration, information, and laughter. In each episode, Dr. King and Yvonne bring you hacks, tips, and inspiring stories to help you live a successful life. So ladies, grab your lipstick. It's time to do this. The Lipstick Attitude Podcast is powered by Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick Foundation, a nonprofit movement to empower women and children from all walks of life to be resilient, self-confident, and purposeful leaders through education, mentorship, and community outreach. To learn more, visit sslwomen.org. Please note that this show is intended to empower and educate. It is not meant to be utilized as a substitute for individual therapy. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us again. Another episode of the Lipstick Attitude. I am Dr. Elizabeth King, and my co-host is Yvonne Haas. Hello, Yvonne. Hello, hello, everybody. Good morning. And today we have a very special guest, Kareem Edwards. Good morning, Kareem. Good morning, ladies. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. And you look bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, even after the men in the hot seat. <laughs> That's well, amazing. Bushy, bushy hair. <laughs> it, it's the new COVID look, Kareem, and you're That's rocking it. it, my friend. I love it. I love it. I think it looks amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, our show today is going to be amazing. So I'm going to turn it over to Yvonne, and she will do the the honors of introducing our guest and uh, we will take it from there. Awesome. Well, welcome everybody. Today on the Lipstick Attitude, we are interviewing Kareem Edwards, who is the VP of Development of the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County. He is an advocate for youth, particularly who are often deprived of a voice and community. And today's episode, I think, is very aptly named The Pygmalion Effect. And we are diving into exactly what is the Pygmalion effect and uh, Kareem's work with the Boys and Girls Club and really just talking about where children are today in the state of what's going on. So super excited. So if you're a parent or you are involved with children in any way, this would be a great episode for you to dive into with us. Absolutely. And if you care about children, which I know all of you do, this is definitely an episode for, to listen to. Uh, we have to talk about kids. Um, they are our present and our future. And that's why Suits, Stilettos and Lipstick is so involved with supporting kids. Um, everybody asks, why are kids part of your mission statement? And we always say, because if we don't support children and give them the tools to grow up healthy and successful? How can we even expect anything for our future? Mm -hmm. So we have to start with the ground level, which is our children. Um, so very excited to have Kareem here. Uh, Kareem, I know we uh, invited you, begged you, and tortured you and <laughs> getting into the men in the hot seat for, for the folks that did not participate in that. Um, just know that we had an event just on Friday and it was amazing. It was called Women, Whiskey and Men in the Hot Seat. And we had a panel, which we have at most of our big conferences and retreats because you ladies want to see that panel every single time. 
So just to put that all into context, it was amazing. And we invited Kareem to be part of it because we have partnered up with the Boys and Girls Club to do their toy drive and to do a mentorship program. And we want, wanted to showcase and hear from Kareem himself. Um, so I wanna ask you, Kareem, why did you say yes to the men in the hot seat? Because I know it's scary, right? It was a little, uh, I was a little apprehensive, but as you, we've discussed before, it's hard to say no to you. And uh, also just taking into account, I'm so grateful for the support uh, that you all show for our kids. Uh, it is very much needed. Uh, it is very much appreciated. And I like the fact that you first try to determine what the need is. So you feel the need, F-E-E-L, and then you feel the need, F-I-L-L. So those two feelings uh, are very appropriate, very appreciated. And as I said, most importantly, uh, very much needed. And, and how did you feel after you actually were on the panel? Well, I had a, a little bit of a buzz. I did you know, <laughs> taste a little bit of the whiskey. No, but, <laughs> but I also, uh, it, it forced me to be uh, a little introspective. Uh, I was, you know, rethinking some of the questions as well as some of the answers uh, that you posed uh, during the hot seat. I appreciate a lot of the input. You had uh, a, a wide assortment of gentlemen from different perspectives, geographically, uh, stages in marriage and all of those things. So I, I like the engagement of the conversation. Uh, but the real question is, how did the ladies feel about our responses? Were they uh, sufficient? Were they informative? Were they enlightening? Uh, I, I would say yes, 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 and yes, yes, and yes, for sure. The feedback we got from from you guys was phenomenal. I think they really enjoyed your answers. They what they really appreciated more than anything was the honesty mm -hmm. that was given in those answers because really that's what they're looking for. And I know the panel is fun and it's lighthearted and all of that good stuff, but they really are looking for some honest feedback from you guys. And, and, you know, right after the, the event finished, I was bombarded with text messages <laughs> from the women and they said how raw and real it felt for mm -hmm. them. And, and it was fun and lighthearted, but it's so filled with nuggets of important information that really gave them a great insight um, how men think. And, and that's really the point of the whole panel is to really listen and, and be open to listening. And for men to hear the questions that women think about that are important. So all of those questions came from uh, our guests. They, they sent them in. And in fact, we didn't get through half of them. They really wanna know how men think about the workplace, about relationships, and, and they're afraid sometimes to ask those questions. So the fact that you all sat there and were honest and raw and available really made a difference. So yeah, from the bottom of my heart, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know that it really made a difference. So I, I hope it was a fun experience and it wasn't, <laughs> and Yvonne didn't torture you as much she as did I did. not. But I was just going to say, I hope your wife was very forgiving. She <laughs> <laughs> got a few laughs out of it. That's awesome. If I'm, if I'm, that's I know you said at one point that uh, you filtered the questions. I'd be curious to see uh, which questions you had to 
keep out that didn't make the cut. Oh, <laughs> Kareem, they would make you blush. <laughs> yes. They would make you blush. In fact, some of them make me blush, and I don't blush very easily. Mm-hmm. We'll, and offline, we will share some of them. Yeah, that's, another, that's another conversation. We're here to talk about the children, everybody. Talk Come about on. the children. Talk about the children. But yeah, women want to know it all. So just... Just know that part <laughs> and sure. just be okay with that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yvonne, right. go ahead and kick off our topic for today. I do, I do. So the title of this episode is The Pygmalion Effect. So Kareem, what exactly is the Pygmalion Effect? Well, it, without going into all the, the Greek etymology and all of that, really what it means is, is that uh, you speak positive things into a child's life. You set high expectations for them and help them to believe that they can achieve, if not exceed, those expectations. So uh, high expectations, unconditional support, and constant encouragement. And the Pygmalion effect can take place within a family, within a school, within a work environment. Uh, But it really is uh, allowing someone Uh, or looking at someone, uh, I'd say through the eyes of God, but seeing someone for who they can become, their greatest possible self. That's awesome. So let me ask you this. What is your why? Why did you even, why do you even care? Why do you, why do you do the work that you do? Well, the, the, the real easy answer is because I have a, a drive to fulfill the needs of young people. And it's driven from certain things, uh, both from positives and negatives from my own childhood, but it's also based on research. When you read about, uh, you know, one of my favorite books is a book called The Cradles of Eminence. But when you read about the lives of some of these high achieving people, uh, one that comes to mind is Thomas Edison. Uh, lots of people kind of Thomas Edison out except his mom mm-hmm. and because of his mom's encouragement as a young at a young age Tom became uh, one of the most prolific uh, inventors and one of the most I uh, guess uh, uh, famous men in the history of the United States but there's just tons and tons of examples of people who many counted out as young people but because there was a coach, there was a teacher, there was a pastor, there was a parent who spoke positive into their lives and allowed them to believe who they could become. And they eventually became that. And when you look at, you know, the boys and girls clubs, a lot of our kids show up at the club every day uh, and they leave home uh, these, these, these challenging situations that they confront on a daily, day-to-day basis but they demonstrate resilience and they walk into a club. And the first thing, you know, going back to uh, the Pygmalion effect, the first thing that they look at the building, it doesn't say men's or women's club. It says boys and girls club. So the first thing is they have a stake and they have some ownership. The club is theirs, a place that they can call their own. Well, it's, it's interesting that you said all of that because my doctoral dissertation was based on creating a sense of belonging. And um, I applied it to, <clears throat> excuse me, Whitten Rogers, which you know very well. Uh, it's an alternative school in Broward County. And, and what it did um, by just 
conditioning and training the staff all the way from custodial all the way to administration on how to create sense of belonging so that the kids felt like they were welcome there made a, a world of difference in yep. their attendance, their academic achievement, yep. uh, their behavior, behavior. Yep. everything is impacted by that. And, you know, when, when I hear people, you know, talk about kids, at-risk kids or kids with behavioral problems as throwaways, it just, it just cringes. It, it makes me cringe because I think you have no idea what you're doing because these kids can be me mediated and just with love and attention and giving them a space like the Boys and Girls Club for them to feel safe and welcome, it will change their lives and it will impact our society one-to-one. -one. It will impact so people that think that we could throw kids away you know, they don't understand that when you throw kids away, you're throwing society away. Right. Yeah. Every child is going to impact our future, whether they're the ones who were highly successful in school or the ones who had bigger struggles in their lives. Every child is going to impact our future for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think especially right now, and, and Dr. King, and I think you and I can very much agree on this, we're very concerned with children today and the whole response to COVID and how this may, you know, impact their mental health as they grow older. I mean, for just personally, my children have opted out of Halloween this year because they're concerned about being too close to other people and not remembering six feet as, which would be ridiculously hard for them running around on Halloween night to get candy to, to keep that in mind. But now that we are in this state, what are your biggest concerns regarding our children? Wow. Well, you, you just identified one is, you know, their, their patterns have changed. The tra traditions have changed. Uh, the regular school pattern, things such as Halloween, you know, we don't know what Thanksgiving and Christmas are going to be like. Easter was different. The summer uh, was different. So uh, uh, lots of patterns have changed, just regular patterns of life. But the other thing is just being disconnected. Uh, children, you know, I have two children, but my oldest daughter is sort of a bookworm and a recluse. So something like COVID, if she was still in high school when this happened, it would not have affected her the same way it affected my 11-year-old, who's a very loquacious, gregarious, likes to be around people. Mm -hmm. uh, so this, the, the disconnection from both their regular patterns as well as their, uh, their social networks, uh, I think will will affect them. It doesn't necessarily have to be adversely, but it will affect them. My hope is that uh, many of our kids have used this time as, you know, many of our adults to try to develop a new skill, to try to uh, read up on some things that they hadn't read up on before, think about some things, plan, contemplate things. And I mean, that's a lot to expect from a child, but that's what the Pygmalion is, effect is about, is setting high expectations for them. But to answer your question, what am I concerned about is what is their uh, long-term response going to be to both being isolated and to having their patterns disrupted? 
You know, when COVID started, I remember calling you, Kareem, and asking, what do the kids need? What does the club need? What do the clubs need? Mm -hmm. and, and I remember the response was, they need to know that the community still cares. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that just stayed with me throughout and continues to stay with me because that's really the bottom line. And we did um, a fundraiser and we collected money and were able to buy uh, items like coloring books and and uh, and uh, board games and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, can you share with with our listeners and audience why that was important for them to get those <laughs> things? Because I think uh, they need to know. So that and this was not this this was not a preloaded question. But mm -hmm. if you go back to men on the hot seat, one of our fellow guests was the grandson of Maya Angelou. Uh, the one quote that I remember of Maya Angelou that I cherish is that people will always remember how you make them feel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you make them feel good, they're going to have a positive memory for a long time. And the main thing that uh, the main impact that your gifts had was making our kids and our families feel appreciated and feel remembered and feel loved. But in the real, uh, I guess, bottom line of it is spring break started. And when school resumed, it was virtual. So parents did not have time to prepare for school supplies, for gaming supplies, for just other activities for them to do at home because they figured spring break would be over and they would go back to school. Mm -hmm. So when you provide a coloring book, uh, it's more than just a coloring book. It's a gift to their spirit, but it's also an alternative. You know, some of our kids didn't have laptops and computers at home, so they really didn't have things to do. Some of them didn't even have pens and paper. So when you give them a coloring book or a, uh, a board game or crayons and things like that, it gives them something to occupy their time with, but they know it came from somewhere. And knowing that someone thought of them, even if uh, it wasn't someone that they knew, uh, it meant something. And I go back to Jose's example, uh, boy eight. Jose's, what, 45 years or older now. And he remembers a gift that someone gave him at the age of eight. He just knew that he got that gift. He's not sure who bought it, but uh, that manifests or, or demonstrates Maya Angelou's uh, theory is that people remember how you make them feel. So mm -hmm. our kids remember how you all made them feel. Thank you. And, uh, and just in context, just to put it in context, Jose is Jose Manzer. He is on our board, um, ex-Marine and uh, I guess always Marine, um, just in a... Um, exemplary man in our community and he was Jose Boyd. Um, so just so you know the impact that one item can have, which actually leads me to the fact that we are partnering up with the Boys and Girls Club for the toy drive. Mm -hmm. um, so you'll be hearing a lot about that, folks. Um, please donate uh, money this year so that we can go purchase those toys, mm -hmm. uh, which leads me just to a real quick question about that, uh, Kareem. On that note, why do you think it's important for kids to get toys? during the holiday season? I, I, I think it goes back to 
you know, regardless of the holiday season and things like that, it really is the impact of the individual uh, receiving something that validates their importance. Um, because regardless of your race, religion, uh, or whatever your belief structure is, when you receive a gift, uh, you appreciate it. And when someone thinks of you, you appreciate it. And for many of our kids, they're the kids who fall through the cracks. Most of our kids come from single parent households. So their parents who are single parent might have a time starved lifestyle. They may not be able to give them the undivided attention that they may need and crave. The other thing is that these households uh, are of limited income, which means that the resources might not be there to buy things. Uh, many of our kids can't even afford school supplies. So far be it from them to expect, you know, a gift or a toy at Christmas. And I can tell you last Christmas, uh, several things happened that I was personally involved in. We had one family who was staying in a hotel and during the Christmas season, all the hotel rates went up because of the bowl games. So this family basically got bumped out of their hotel room because it went from $24 a night to $240 a night. Wow. And we had to find a place for them to stay. We moved them to three different hotels uh, over a four night span. After the bowl game, the rates went back down and they were able to go back to their hotel while they waited for temporary housing. Uh, the other thing is we had a family call us and say, hey, our kids have no toys, no gifts. So fortunately, there were some gifts left over at clubs. And I uh, went to a house uh, not too far in northern Fort Lauderdale. And when they let me in, there was nothing in the living room except a television and a couch. And we didn't have a lot to give them, but the kids were just so grateful that they got something. Uh, so uh, there is a, a, a spiritual effect. There is a psychological effect of receiving the gift, uh, but also uh, the impact on the giver. We know that you guys gain a lot of fulfillment uh, from giving and caring and filling that need. And from a uh, resource development standpoint, the most perfect situation that we find ourselves in is when a strong desire to give is coupled with uh, an extreme need. And when the two come together, uh, it's a beautiful thing. And I thank you all for allowing us to be in a position to see those two needs met. Thank you. Oh, I think it's actually us who thanks you for making it possible for us to get in there and see all those kids and their smiles and, and be part of it. Because everybody who participates in the distribution for toys leaves profoundly changed. I, I don't know how you could not, honestly. You know, Karine, it's obvious that you're extremely passionate about your work. And I'm just curious, how did you become involved with the Boys and Girls Clubs? Well, I've been uh, working with youth in Broward County for the last 20 years. And the short story is I had a successful sales career in corporate America. And I was also volunteering at Junior Achievement at the time. And it was funny. Uh, you, you get a bonus check and you attend the sales meeting and get some recognition. Uh, and that was nice. But then you go home and you look at the news or you hear about something happening. Uh, back at home or even here locally in schools. And uh, just the, the feeling of uh, fulfillment that you get 
uh, or that I received from helping kids in the first school that I uh, volunteered at was Stranahan High. Uh, there was just so much more fulfillment in that uh, than it was uh, in the uh, corporate career. And so I gravitated um, into the nonprofit career and uh, have done a lot of things with youth coached. I ran my own program for a while. Uh, Dr. King mentioned uh, I was the OJT coordinator for Whitten Rogers Education Center. And I've been able to see uh, some great things happen with some great kids, which perfectly aligns um, with things that I read about the Thomas Edison's and Henry Ford's and Albert Einstein's and, and people like that. And I'm just, uh, uh, you know, moving as I move into the, the 20th year of doing this, uh, it never gets old. Uh, it never gets old. Well, the, the Boys and Girls Club are so lucky to have you. I know that our paths have crossed numerous times through our careers, Kareem, and uh, I, I'm always just um, blown away by your heart and, and by your perception of how important it is to, to you know, um, inspire these kids, to motivate these kids, to, to be in, in their court and, and to support them. So the Boys and Girls Club, they have no idea how lucky they are to have a, a person like you on, on their leadership team because you really drive the message home. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about what the Boys and Girls Club really does for kids because mm -hmm. I, I am just, I'm just like in awe of the whole program when every time we go there and we visit um, the clubs and we see what's going on and uh, you know those, those kids they just steal my heart so I, I want to understand and I want the audience to understand what makes you guys different because unless you go to do a tour you mm -hmm. really don't know and if you go do a tour, you want to sign up as a kid who can come there every day. Yes. Oh, my gosh. They have so much fun. They do. They have so much fun. So what's different in the approach in uh, youth development that the Boys and Girls Club is so um, successful at? I think it, it, it starts with the name. Uh, it's a youth-centered name. It's a Boys and Girls Club. And the second thing is, is I, I believe that it really is determined by not what the club does for kids, but how the kids use the club. If you look at some of the famous people who attribute the Boys and Girls Club uh, for their success, Shaquille O'Neal, Denzel Washington, Jennifer Lopez, all three different individuals, all credit the Boys and Girls Club for their success. But Shaq didn't learn to play basketball at the Boys and Girls Club. Jennifer Lopez didn't learn to dance. Denzel Washington didn't learn to act. It wasn't because the Boys and Girls Club taught them those specific skills, but what the club did is help them develop that inner voice that helped them uh, uh, gain the confidence to achieve their goals. So going back to the original premise of the Pygmalion effect, the Boys and Girls Club set high expectations for everyone who comes in our doors. For Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County, you will have a plan for your future when you leave our club. Because of that, we have kids who are the first generation and the first members in their family to go to college are now attending 
uh, Nova Southeastern University on a four-year scholarship, not because they play football or basketball or any sport, but because of their academic and because of their character expression. And they are being recognized for that. So what it really is, is we set up clubs, boys and girls clubs. There are uh, over a thousand boys and girls club organizations around the country, 4,000 individual clubs, about 3 million kids that we serve. And when they come into the club every day, they walk into a place that is going to have a supportive adult that's gonna have fun as a part of everything they're doing, but also that's gonna have high expectations for that child to achieve both academically, uh, health and physically, and then of course, in the areas of character. And if they develop those three pillars, then the sky is the limit for anything that they wanna achieve in their life. And, and all of that for what kind of price tag for those kids? <laughs> <laughs> Locally, our Boys and Girls Club members pay $15 for a whole year. Wow. Oh my gosh, $15. I, I just think that is just remarkable. Mm -hmm. yep. That is just remarkable that such great opportunities to change mm -hmm. children's lives for $15 a year. So kudos yeah. to all of you. That's amazing how you make that happen for sure. You know, so I, I guess that could lead right into the next question we have for you, Karima, is, you know, what would happen or what do you think can happen if we don't intervene on behalf of our most vulnerable youth right now? Well, uh, I think you can look at it two ways. If we do intervene and we allow them to achieve uh, their greatest potential, uh, then the next great new invention, the great, next great new app uh, will be invented. But if we do not facilitate their growth and development and creativity, then <clears throat> their expression will be muted and the world will be deprived of whatever it is that they have to offer, be it artistic, be it mechanical or scientific, uh, or just a wide array of talents that our kids can bring to bear, bring to the forefront. And, uh, and if we don't uh, facilitate those things, if we don't provide a path for them uh, to achieve their highest capability, uh, then the world is deprived. Well, as we're getting to the close of our episode, our interview, which I've loved, and I love talking to you every time we talk, Kareem, by the way, um, it, you always inspire me um, because you remind me of why we do the work that we do. Because Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you're in the front line. And so I, I love hearing the stories. But I want, and I like to ask this question of all of our guests. So, because I think that what SSL does is we create legacy. We help people create legacy. So we are always interested in understanding what you hope that your legacy will be personally. Wow. Well, my legacy, what I pray for my legacy to be, first of all, within my family for uh, my daughters to grow up as strong, confident women uh, with a voice that they are comfortable expressing. And with the organizations that I come in, uh, work with or work for, as they support youth. I, my, my prayer is that we will establish a paradigm and an infrastructure so that 
uh, successive generations of kids will have a pattern of being in environments that have high expectations for them, being in uh, a state of mind where in spite of whatever challenges that they face, uh, that they can still achieve greatness. You know, you, I think of Stephen Hawking, uh, you know, and you think of the limitations and as he uh, became more and more restricted in his ability, his mind continued to still work harder and uh, develop scientific theory. So I, I, my, my hope for my legacy is that I contribute to establishing the infrastructure both in my home and in the community uh, so that kids can have a place to go and pursue their dreams and then achieve those dreams. Well, wow. you're living a legacy already, my friend. I was just friend. thinking that. <laughs> I don't know how much harder you need to pray, Kareem, because you are actually <laughs> doing it currently. You are well, absolutely. You could not do it without the help and support of the community. And uh, in, in my role, as I said before, it is the greatest feeling to encounter supporters who feel and feel the needs of our kids. And then for our kids to be so grateful that they take what's given to them and uh, the equivalent of what they call in football is yards after the catch is mm -hmm. once they receive the gift, they get the most out of it and they make the most of it. And that is the, the beauty of being in the seat that I sit in because I can see your passion and commitment. I can see the need and commitment on the part of our kids. And when the, the, two, the two meet in the middle, it's just a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful sight to see. So it's what puts a smile on my face. I love it. I love it. And so, Kareem, how can someone either donate or volunteer for the Boys and Girls Clubs? And we'll put this information in the show notes too, but how, how can they get in contact to be of, sure, of help can, or service? Yeah, they can uh, contact me directly at 954-537-1010, extension 209. To find out more about the Boys and Girls Club, they can go right to our website, which is www.bgcbc.org. Uh, tells a lot about our programs, our mission, our um, club locations, as well as opportunities to donate and volunteer. And that's for local as well as national, correct? That, actually, uh, the Boys and Girls Clubs of Broward County. So we have 12 clubs throughout the county. Uh, but if they uh, want to get involved in an area outside the United States, they can go to BGC, uh, excuse me, outside of Florida throughout the United States. They can go to bgca.org and there's a search engine in there where they can just put in the zip code and find the uh, local club that's close to them. Awesome. Yes, because with our podcast, we're reaching people mm -hmm. all over the world and we yep. want to make sure that they can get connected. So um, outside the United States, we do have clubs on oh, military bases. So oh, if wow. someone is in Ramstein, Germany or Okinawa, Japan, uh, they could go to the local military base, uh, has a Boys and Girls Club that they could volunteer there as well. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. And certainly if they needed to have their children be involved, they don't, they could also find out how they could be a recipient of that as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's 
amazing information. I didn't even know that about know the that. military. So that's that's great to know. Well, it's come to the end of our show. I hate to say this. Uh, I always hate to say this because we have such interesting guests and you've been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing so much information, so much of yourself. And I am just thrilled um, to be a partner with the Boys and Girls Club. And just as um, an announcement, we are doing our 19th annual toy drive on December 9th will be, we're doing a happy hour and it's virtual. So wherever you are, you can participate and donate for the toys for the Boys and Girls Club. We're hoping to be able to um, collect enough money for over 3000 kids. So we need your help. And you can go to sslwomen.org to donate for the toy drive again, December 9th. Put that on your calendar. You can go to our website and uh, sign up to receive all of our email blasts so that you can get invited. And we are also doing a raffle from now until December 9th uh, to collect funds for Project Kids, which is not just a toy drive, but it will also be part of the RISE mentorship program, which we are uh, piloting at the Boys and Girls Club. So a lot of exciting news and a lot of exciting opportunities for all of you to become involved. Make sure you connect with Kareem or us and let's get this party started because our kids need us. Um, we need you to be part of this journey with us. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. Our kids need to know that you care more than ever. So with that being said, go ahead and whip out your lipstick, ladies. Oh. If you have a chapstick, you can do that. If not- or we'll let you off the hook. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Put on your lipstick attitude, no matter what. This is our war paint. This is what reminds us that we are strong, courageous, confident leaders, and that we can get out there and face the world and conquer the world. So let's do this together, ladies. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a sassy rest of your day and weeks, and we'll be back with another episode with another exciting guest very soon. Make sure to share, subscribe, and be part of this podcast world, because this is how we get the word out about all the important things going on in our communities. Thank you again, Kareem. You've been awesome. Thank you, ladies. And we'll be talking soon. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.